Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all of Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. Yo, this is Jamie Foxx and you're listening to my man Mark Aram. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Joining us now on the Mark Aram Show, her first public appearance after being named the 4 p.m. anchor for Channel 2 Action News, your friend and mine, Miss Wendy Corona. Wendy, thanks for coming oh, on the program. thank you. Nice to be here, Mark. And congratulations. Yes, how about that? that Big news today. That's very cool. So um, Aaron left yes. to go home to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so the 4 p.m. anchor slot was vacant and and you were named this morning as this as her morning. replacement. Just this morning. You know, we have so much talent at this place. It's crazy. We really do. Yeah. And to be selected out of a group of so many good people, um, it's quite an And honor. I'm sure there are people all over the country that were applying for that gig too. So Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. So what is your, your your schedule goes from from what to what now? So I'm still going to be there on Sunday nights okay. um, with Justin Wilfon at 6 mm-hmm. and 11 until we have a weekend anchor replacement. So you're going to be doing the, uh, still doing Sunday nights. I'll still be there with you And then coming Sunday back nights. at 4 p.m. And then coming back Monday through Thursday oh, until okay. we can get things squared away. Very but cool. It'll be, it'll be soon. So does this change um, your reporting at all? Or are you still going to be out in the field? I still get the pleasure of being out in the field. So I'll report during the day. Okay. Okay. Come back and then get ready and do the news at four with Craig. See, that I think that's the best of both worlds. It truly is. Yeah. Being a journalist, um, you really want to be out and about mm-hmm. with the people sure. and hearing what's going on and being in the community. I find it is the best yeah. of both. I've I've had it I've had it both ways where mm-hmm. you're just indoors or, or you don't go out and report. It's kind of nice to get out of the building sometimes. It, it's great yeah. actually, and it's because fr- I am I never leave the building. Unfortunately, as you know, I'm here mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and no, there's you there's really benefits. Are here all the time. <laughs> I really am, <laughs> but there's benefits to to being here all the time. You know, warm environment, bathrooms closed. It's always about. 68 to 70 degrees right (laughs) uh but there is a freedom to be you know when the reporters are on the street like we have breaking news we go down there so you you get that but you get the the creature comforts of the 4 p.m cast you know we've got such a great staff of photographers Mm -hmm. i couldn't not hang out with the photographers yeah so i'll I'll still be in that rotation which is great very cool Mm -hmm. so um 4 p.m. That's starting when? When's the first 4 p.m. you're going to well, be Well, I'm actually doing it now for for a little bit. Okay. So uh, I'll be there this week. You and know, is Craig okay? Is he all right to work with? Or? Um, he, he's tolerable. <laughs> 
I'll just say tolerable. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, Are you really kidding? Is. When I got here to WSB, mm-hmm. I was doing weekends with Craig. Yep, that's right. And so this is really cool to be reunited with him Very yet cool. again. And now now in a Monday through Friday capacity. All right. So check out Wendy, 4 p.m. Um, on Channel 2 Action News and then uh, out in the field else, else other times during the yeah. day. Say but, hi. But the reason <laughs> I wanted to talk to you um, is you've got a story coming up tomorrow night on the on channel two action news at five or at six five o'clock at five o'clock yeah. and you know i'm a huge animal lover i have two dogs and you have a story about dogs uh but it's a it's a weird interesting kind of what's going on story it's, it's a it's a story about dogs with a twist mark it's it's really talking about these service animals that we all see them out and about i know you've seen them even just you know around the city mm-hmm. we went to the airport and we saw every kind of not just dogs that's the shocking part to us here it's not just dogs and just how easily people are kind of circumventing the system to get their pets on flights to get their pets perhaps in housing they shouldn't be to get their pets different places under this banner of this is a service animal you know they have to go through training a certain level of training Mm -hmm. and not every animal just because the owner wants it to be can be considered a service animal but there's a there's a term they use they're they're not using service animals they're saying it's um emotional emotional exactly and it's weird because about a month ago a buddy of mine has this gorgeous um like a it's not a miniature pit bull but it's a tiny it's a smaller pit bull than normal Mm -hmm. and he brings it into starbucks i meet him for starbucks for a drink i'm like what are you doing in your dog here and he shows me his little badge he's like oh it's my Emotional support animal. I was like, "What? What's t-? wrong with you?" And he's like, "He's like, it's a total scam, man. It's a total." And he, he fessed up. Yeah, right? he told me. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Why do you do that?" He goes, "Well, I love my dog. I want to take her everywhere." And he's like, "I, I paid someone." And yep, that's how it happens. Now, and for those people who truly need these service animals there by their side, mm-hmm. this is not legit. It's no, not fair. yeah. One woman likened it to parking in a handicapped spot when you're not handicapped. That's a good. Can if you have a service animal, can you park in a handicapped spot if you just have an emotional animal, or is that a separate? Well, the emotional animals—that's a whole other yeah. uh, category altogether. So it's an interesting story. You'll see. I mean, we're not just talking about dogs here. We're talking about all different kinds of animals. It might even shock some people—the kind of animals that we've seen yeah. under the guise of a service animal. So, um, really, shining light on this story and about how it's really gotten so much bigger i mean like like your friend yeah. at starbucks he doesn't he, he has no emotional problems he just loves <laughs> well, his he dog might say he doesn't now because of his dog but yeah the the point of the matter is is that this is happening far too often people are making an industry out of this mm-hmm. taking people's money and really kind of scamming those who truly do need the animals yeah because when, when we were growing up service animal was you were blind and you mm-hmm. had a seeing eye dog mm-hmm. that was and that was it that the, was the extent, extent of a service of animal yeah um, I mean, there, there's a broad uh, definition and description as to what a service animal can do and and provide to to people um we even met up with one little boy and his mother who needed truly does use the service animal mm-hmm. and you'll hear their take too on on the on the flip side the people who are 
in essence, taking advantage. Wendy Corona joining us on the Mark Aram Show. This special report tomorrow, Channel 2 Action News at 5 p.m. This may or not be in your report. I'm just asking on the fly. What do the airlines think about all these people trying to bring these animals oh, on planes funny. now? funny you should bring it up because we do speak to the airlines as well, mm-hmm. um, to one of the union groups, and they've seen a huge increase. Yeah. And you'll see some photos and video of animals on planes which you would not believe i'm sure if you were a passenger on that flight you would be shaking your head going this can't be legit this can't be real but with these phony letters with these you know things that people pay for um they can do it when i I came back get away with i flew back from new york on sunday and there were four dogs on my plane yeah go figure that was never the case before ever Uh uh-uh that's no. it's interesting. So it's really going up in numbers, and it's the kind of thing that even the uh, airlines, the flight attendants, and everyone's looking at, saying, "How can this be now? All of a sudden, yeah. what what's going on, and what can we do to curb this? Because that's taking money from the airlines." I was about to say, do they, if you have a service animal, like a legit seeing eye dog, mm-hmm. and you take it on a plane, you have to you don't have to buy a ticket no, for the plane, right? No, okay, for so, a legit service animal, yeah. And that's why so many people are trying to skirt. I'm um, going to shame my buddy. I, <laughs> He you t- already started. I, yes, I won't say his name, Justin, on the air. But that's that's yeah. Turn yourself in, Justin. That's, that's do the right thing. Yeah, not Justin Farmer, by the way. <laughs> it's not Justin Farmer. It's another Justin. All right. Well, Wendy, uh, tomorrow night at five p.m. on Channel Two Action News, and again, congratulations on the four p.m. gig. Thank you. Um, as your agent, I expect ten uh, percent of the uh, bump in salary We're that you will see. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, if, if people want to follow you on social media and all that good stuff, where can we find you? Oof, we're everywhere, right? <laughs> on Twitter at Wendy Corona WSB, Instagram Wendy WSB, Facebook at Wendy Corona News. There's no shortage of ways to find us. Excellent. And we, we stalk you daily on the Mark Aram Show. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh, Wendy, thanks so much for coming Lovingly. in. All right. <laughs> I'll see you on TV. Sounds good. You know, growing up as a child, uh, nothing was worse than Sunday night. You know, you dreaded going back to school. You couldn't uh, stay up late. But as an adult, I've uh, come to love Sunday nights. And it's solely because of the always fantastic lineup on uh, HBO on Sunday night. That fantastic lineup continues now. We've been talking about these shows for the last couple of weeks. Westworld and Divorce. Uh, Joining us from Divorce, you know him, you love him. He is Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? Thank you. I'm good. That's like, a, a, I would imagine for an actor, a bucket list kind of thing to get a Sunday night show on HBO. Am I wrong about that? You know, they uh, they had approached me uh, on a couple of other series, uh, uh, both of which premiered on Sunday nights um, over the last, oh, I want to say 10 years. And it just, the shows just didn't, the timing of it just didn't work out. The, the, sh- the shows were both very good shows, but I just wasn't interested in doing a TV series. Um because I did television nonstop for 10 years through the 90s. And, and so, yes, there have been many Sunday night HBO shows that I uh, had immense admiration for, not the least of which is, is Boardwalk Empire and, and uh, Sopranos. And, you know, there's just so many wonderful shows that, that, they, that they, like you're saying, they would premiere on Sunday. But whenever Divorce came along, which was at the beginning of 2015 when we shot the pilot. Um, it was really, it was a combination of HBO and Sarah Jessica Parker, who 
she's the one that sent me the script in a very polite note uh, requesting that I read it and then talk with her, which clearly happened. And we just started working on the script with the with the, the exec producers and um, turned it into something. Or I didn't turn it into something, but just kind of modified it a little bit uh, to be a guy that I thought that I could realistically play. Uh, not only in the pilot, but and then you know we continued to work on the scripts before we started getting into the body of the show. We're talking to uh, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, new series uh, HBO Divorce. It's on Sunday nights at uh, 10 p.m. following uh, Westworld, and that's a pretty good lead-in too, right? I mean, Westworld's a a great show. Your show is great, and again, just Sunday nights killing it. Yeah, I think yeah, Westworld really interesting reboot for for them to take on i know that it's uh it was a massive undertaking i think they started shooting it a couple of years ago and uh i know i know they were glad that they finally you know found a good slot and a good time of the year and and i yeah i think that it's a very compelling show and and then you know the lead into our show, which was always a curiosity to me that HBO has found sort of the the anti the antithetical formula, mm-hmm. but it works for them where you start the night off with a drama and then you go into ostensibly comedies with with divorce and with insecure, uh, you know where all history of television. It dictates the opposite, that you start the audience off lighthearted and then you go to the drama. Yeah. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker... Uh, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker was was in that formula. It was, I think, it was Sopranos and then Sex in the City, um, and yeah. now now you're doing the drama and the uh, the comedy right after it. Had you have you worked with Sarah before? Or was this uh, was this the first time you worked with her? No, we did a movie called Smart People together that came out. I want to say 2008, and I did not have any. We had a great time working together, but I had not really had any connection to her since then. And she's the one that sent me the script, uh, you know, with with a note, and uh, just said, "Hey, you know, would you would you consider this and talk to me about it?" And obviously, I did. And here we are. Awesome. Well, I know you got to run, Thomas. Thanks so much for the time. the The show was awesome. It's called Divorce Sunday nights on HBO. Um, we're, we're just big fans of you here on the Mark Aram Show, so I really appreciate your time, Thomas. Of course, thank you. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on ninety five five and AM seven fifty WSB. All right, welcome back to the program. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. We had a little, I told you about this, Longoria. Yeah. When I interviewed the phone, he dropped out on the phone. Oh, yeah, so I know. Good job putting that together. Yeah, it came out pretty good. It was I was good. like, hello. <laughs> yeah, hello. We should have just left that in there. I know, that would have been funny. <laughs> um, he's a solid actor, though. Um, he's been in some stuff. He's been, I, not as much stuff as I thought he was in. 
Uh, but he's been in some decent stuff. So he was when we, he was the one from Wings, Wings right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, where uh, I remember him. Sideways is probably his most memorable. Oh yeah, role. God, freaking that was he was such a that. jerk in that movie. I know <laughs> on his uh, bachelor party weekend <laughs> in Napa Valley, and he's just <laughs> yeah doing uh, yeah all, all sorts. <laughs> that, of that's a funny things. scene. That's the one where he takes that girl home, right? Yes. And then her husband, husband comes, comes home in. and all yeah. that. Yeah. And he leaves his wallet. And he there. comes out running naked. <laughs> he leaves his wallet. There's no his wedding ring in there. Yeah. And then Giamatti's got to go back back in there and get it. Poor dude. Crazy. his friend go. I know. Well, I totally would do that, too. I'd be like, Longoria, go get my wedding ring. Um, all right. Uh, what are we coming up next? Oh, Jay Black mm-hmm. and uh, Hawks Center, Star Center, Dwight Howard. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Hi, this is Kevin Nealon. You're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Boy, that is Jewish. He packed in the animals two by two. Ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the sun, Jeff and him. Tell me about God's master play. Oh, my Lord, 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 Welcome back to the show, uh, 1136-ish, 24 in front of midnight. Mark Aram with you till 12. Uh, closing out the show with a huge interview. The uh, Hawks season opener is tomorrow. The latest member of the Atlanta Hawks is a hometown kid named Dwight Howard, uh, an all-star in the NBA. WSB Sports Director Jay Blacks uh, had a little conversation with Dwight Howard. Jay, take it away. All right, thank you, Mark. On the line now with me is eight-time NBA All-Star Dwight Howard of the Atlanta Hawks. Opening night is tomorrow night. The Hawks host the Wizards at Phillips Arena at 7.30. And obviously hometown guy, Southwest Atlanta Christian. What do you expect your emotions will be like tomorrow for that first game as a Hawk in your hometown? Well, right now, you know, I've just been trying to not think about it. Everybody uh, has been telling me, hey, I think you're going to cry on opening night. Uh, so it's, it's kind of been like a, a crazy mix of emotions. I don't know what to expect. I've had 12 opening nights before, but this one will be, will be a little bit different because I am playing at home. Uh, but, you know, I just want to go out there and just enjoy the game. You did get a little emotional when you first signed here. Why does being back home mean that much to you? Oh, well, it was more so just where we had the press conference at, the gym, the track that was next to it, the football field is where I played, you know, my football games at. So it was uh, just a very familiar place. It was a place where, you know, I used to, you know, really just sit and think about all my dreams and stuff like that. And, you know, just to see it come full circle, it was just uh, an unbelievable moment. What's it like, the the run-up, just the preseason, now dealing with the fact that you're at home and all your friends are here and all your family is here and you have to have to deal with all that? Is that better or worse? Uh, actually, you know, I've just been uh, locked in, you know, on what our goal is as a team. It's very easy to get, you know, distracted when you're playing at home or, you know, back in the day when I used to come home, uh, I used to have to run around trying to get tickets for everybody. Wanted to see everybody while I'm in town for those couple of days, but now that I'm here all the time, it's more so of a hey, you know, right now I'm locked in. Uh, once the season's over with, and hopefully after we win this championship, 
then, you know, we could kick it like we used to do back in high school. When eight-year-old Dwight Howard's playing pickup basketball in Atlanta, who was he growing up? Oh, man. Eight-year-old Dwight was Magic Johnson. Really? <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to be a 6'9", 6'10", point guard. I didn't really have TV growing up. Me and my brother used to just watch uh, Magic Johnson instructional videos, and uh, we used to go outside and just practice everything that we learned in the video. So I wanted to be like Magic Johnson. When's the last time you got to be a point guard? Uh, actually, uh, the other day in practice. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that go? Uh, it was great. Uh, we did. I did it in the last game. I was able to, you know, to act like I was running point guard. And, you know, uh, Kyle Corbett came off the pin down, and, you know, he got a wide over three. So, right now, me playing point guard, uh, we're 100%. So. <laughs> so, if Dennis goes down, then you're the guy. Hopefully, Dennis doesn't go down because <laughs> we need him. He's an excellent young uh, point guard. But if he goes down, I don't mind bringing the ball up the court. Were you that big of a Hawks fan growing up? Growing up, I was. Uh, I watched the Mookie Blaylocks, and, you know, he was, like, you know, my favorite, you know, Mookie Blaylock. And then, you know, they had uh, Jason Kyrie, who, you know, I like watching uh, Chris Crawford, Matumbo, uh, Stacey Ogden, somebody who actually I was teammates with uh, before he retired. So and the Hawks were, were my team growing up. You you got to be one of the biggest human beings now in, in the city limits of Atlanta. How often do you get out and nobody bothers you? Oh, that hasn't happened uh, since uh, I became an NBA player. Uh, it's been pretty tough to go out. A lot of times I do wear a mask. I just go out and, you know, try to act like I'm with somebody else uh, for a couple of hours. It's worked a couple of times, and most of the time it doesn't work. But, you know, it's the thrill. What kind of mask actually worked? I've done this Jamaican mask uh, where it's like this the dreadlocks with a, a hat. And, you know, like a little fake mustache. And it usually gets people. That's probably the best one. Well, your secret's safe with me then and everybody else listening to WSB Radio, so <laughs> you can give it another shot here. Any any restaurants that you used to go to growing up that you still hit up now? Uh, I would say the the, uh, the the main one is Miss Winters. About about 10 minutes. Well, actually about two minutes from my high school. And uh, that was kind of the breakfast spot for, for a lot of us. So, you know, I still go by there. They still have the same cinnamon swirls and the same three-piece uh, wing snacks. So, pretty good. Better come back home and go to Miss Williams. Favorite restaurant now? Favorite restaurant now. That is tough. But I would – there's one place that I like, and it's, I think it's open all day and all night. It's called R. Thomas. Yeah. They're jerk chicken wings, whatever those wings are. They are amazing. The French toast is incredible. So, if I was to choose a place, I would have to go with R. Thomas. Talking with Hawks, Dwight Howard, the big center, who will be at the center of the ring when Atlanta takes the court tomorrow night. Let's dig into to basketball a little bit. From a straight basketball standpoint, why did you pick the Hawks? The coach, uh, Bud. I really had a great connection with him. Uh, the first time we talked about three, four years ago, and at that time, you know, I was deciding between the Hawks and another team. And uh, at the time, I really enjoyed the conversation that I had uh, with Bud. And uh, after I finished having that conversation, I went back to my agent. I said, you know what? I really like this coach. And at the time, I, I think I was in a different place. I think the team was in a different place. 
and that team is strong since. Fast forward three years later, I sit down with Bud again, and we, we still had this strong connection. And, you know, I just kept saying to myself, I can't miss out. This is exactly the kind of coach that I need. And that was the biggest reason. The Hawks have been successful in the last couple of years with Coach Budenholzer, but they haven't quite gotten over the top. Why are they better with you here? Uh, well, for one, you know, I, I have a lot of experience. Um, I've been to uh, the finals. And, you know, the things that I can provide, you know, for this team as far as on the leadership aspect and you know, all the things that I have uh, had to learn in, in the course of my career, I think it all has molded me for this moment here with this team. You've had a few negative headlines, especially after you left Orlando. Is this kind of a career crossroads for you? But, well, I think uh, just from a basketball standpoint, you know, this is an opportunity for me to get back to where I was, and also off the court. You know, I just think a lot of things that happened, you know, after I left Orlando was twisted and turned into a negative light. And, you know, I've never been one of those negative people or somebody who wants to really just soak in that negativity. So a lot of times I just kept myself away from that stuff and never talked about it or discussed it. But those are things that you live and you learn. You know, I think all that stuff happened for a reason. And, you know, like I said, I think it has molded me and, to help me become the person that I am today. So I, I think this situation here will really be great for myself, but not just for myself, for this team and for this city. Some people don't care if they're not liked. Do you care if you're not liked? A lot of people probably say they don't care if people don't like this. I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think, you know, for what we do, in order to get some endorsements and things like that, you want some people to like you. I understand that we can't please everybody. I think it's a difference. Uh, I know you can't please everybody and make everybody happy. We have to live our lives, but I necessarily don't want to be hated. You know, there's too much love out here in this world. I have so much love for people in general that I don't want to be hated, you know, especially not just because of the sport I play and what, what I decide to do with my life. But, you know, everybody has their purposes. The one thing I can't say is I know my kids and, you know, my family and, the people that I grew up with, then no matter what, they're going to always love me. You do seem like the happiest basketball player out there when things are going well. Oh, uh, well, I'm always happy. Um, and it's not if it's going well or not. You know, sometimes things don't go well in life, especially on the court. But my mom, man, she lost seven kids, man. And I was supposed to be one of those kids that she lost. And I'm so thankful to have my life. And I'm grateful to have an opportunity to live. You know, a lot of people didn't make it and you know i'm thankful that i did you know so i live life to the fullest every day you know basketball is my sanctuary and i'm going to enjoy it while i'm playing because one day that basketball is going to stop bouncing for me but i still have to live you know but while i'm playing you know i'm going to enjoy it because it's brought me so much everything so i'm going to enjoy it how many people you got coming to see you tomorrow night uh, that is a good question. Um, I am not in charge of tickets. <laughs> I told my mom and everybody, mom, dad, cousins, I'm not in charge of the tickets. My job is to go out there and play as hard as I can every night. And you guys can get the tickets. So the tickets are really just for my parents and my, my brothers and sisters and uh, my grandma when she wants to come to the game. Where's grandma going to sit when she comes? 
just my grandma wanted to sit by the bench. I just make sure <laughs> she gets the chance to sit by the bench. My uh, it's just great to be home because my grandma she has uh, never really had a chance to come to a lot of my games, and this probably be her third or fourth NBA game that she's been able to attend. And now that I'm playing at home, she can attend more games. So it'll be great just to see her uh, be able to come to the game. Before I let you go, I know Hawks fans want to know when, when the Hawks face LeBron in the playoffs, is it going to be a sweep or are y'all going to win in five? <laughs> well, I, I, the only thing I can say is I think this, the situation between the Hawks and the Cavs is going to be a lot different. Being a, a Atlanta boy growing up watching the Hawks and even during my years in the NBA and watching the Hawks uh, in the playoffs lose to the Cavs, it kind of upset me. You know, that's the first thing I told the guys is every day in practice, whatever game we're playing, whatever we're doing, if it's the weight room, if it's a shooting drill, free throws, whatever drill that we're doing, we have to imagine that we're doing it against the Cavs. They are the champs. They're the team that has demolished us, and, and we won't allow that to happen anymore. So we have to build ourselves mentally and prepare ourselves for the Cavaliers, and I know there's other teams, uh, but because they're the champs and because they are the bar, we want to make sure we meet the bar and surpass the bar every day. And I think for the most part, this team has done that since the first day I've been here. Is we, we treat every day as though it's the Cavs and LeBron is trying to get another title against us. I, I'm definitely tired of, I love LeBron, I love all those guys in the Cavs, but I'm tired of seeing him holding up those trophies, especially those Eastern Conference trophies. And we got to put an end to it. I think 110% of basketball writers are predicting the Cavs and the Warriors in the finals. Mm-hmm. Is that all right? I, I mean, sometimes things don't go how other people predict it, but we have an opportunity. You know, I feel like the way that we approach the preseason, the way that we approach this summer, all that hard work and sacrifice is going to pay off. And uh, hopefully... We'll have an opportunity to hold up that trophy. It's something that hasn't been done in Atlanta since the Hawks have been here. The last time was 1958. The Cubs have done something this year that was amazing by making it back to the World Series. Why not us? Why not now? Well, that's a pretty good place to leave it. The Hawks begin the season tomorrow night at Phillips Arena against the Wizards at 7.30 with Dwight Howard making his debut. Dwight, we appreciate you coming on the Mark Aram Show, and good luck. Thanks for having This is... The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. All right, welcome back. Final segment of the program. Thanks, of course, to Wendy Corona, the new uh, 4 p.m. anchor for Channel 2 Action News. Longoria, a big fan, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely. You are the uh, the second most famous Hispanic in the building <laughs> yeah, after that, Wendy, but that's they, good. They, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, it's Wendy, you. Uh-huh. Then who? It was Hector. Now I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Hector's going not on. here. Hector's so. gone. <laughs> um, so thanks to Wendy Corona, thanks to uh, Dwight Howard of the Atlanta Hawks and uh, Thomas Hayden Church for joining us on the program. I am efforting to have uh, Tim Tebow on the broadcast. Oh, really? That'd yeah, be cool. On uh, he's beginning a lot of stuff for going to baseball. Yeah, either uh, tomorrow or Friday. So we might have Tim Tebow. Nice. Anyway, um, do we have time? Yeah, let's do start of the show. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? All right, Star of the Show came down to a two-person battle between uh, WSB Sports Director Jay Black and Wendy Corona. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. I'm going. I'm putting Wendy Crew. Yeah, on that obviously. One. <laughs> Jay, Jay came in second. Sorry, Jay. Jay came in second. <laughs> All right, good stuff as always. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram, WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.